gents right when it drops too. Ready to rock and roll. Talk about some money, scaling your business, how money works. That's all the stuff we're going to be talking about today. And I'm excited to get this show on the road. So let's do this thing. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Let's do this thing, man. It's a uh, hot, beautiful day in San Diego. Drop some heat, baby. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. More than 5 billion people in the world can't answer basic questions about money, and today's guest is just not okay with that. With only 21 out of 50 states requiring high schools to teach at least one personal finance class, and the average American having less than $1,000 in savings, but spending more than $5,000 a year on unnecessary items like lottery tickets, Starbucks, and McDonald's, our guest is well aware of the two primary forces that stand in the way of his mission, scarcity of financial education and the financial industry as a whole. Our guest today is on a crusade powered by innovation. It is his mission to provide access to the tools and support people need to become financially literate and be- create better lives for themselves and their children. And he's created a business model to help them do just that. Tune in today to hear how our guest is disrupting the financial industry with a giant network of licensed financial professionals who are educating families, building leaders, and serving clients. Joining us today from Wealthwave and How Money Works, author of Couples Money and the Prosperity Factor, welcome to the show, Chris Felton! You guys are the best, man. I've done a lot of podcasts, but this thing is hopping. That's what I'm talking about. Man. All the other ones put me to sleep. Like they're like they have to like wake me up before I, you know, before I speak. So well, we got you jazzed. Energy. You guys are badasses, man. I'm I'm just I kind of wanted to sit back and watch you guys go at it. Uh, <laughs> That'll be a bro talk episode later. That's yeah, we right. do we do those every once in a while, right. and then we get to talk about all kinds of weird stuff on the show. But Love let's it. talk about some money stuff, Chris. All right, dude. So look, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Education, financial education, that is not something that is taught in schools on a regular basis. Now, fortunately for you, I teach a course called Financial Algebra, and I get to teach seniors a lot of these basic topics. The problem is, 100% honesty, they dumped the kids in my class that didn't do so hot in school, and this is their last ditch effort to get a math credit. When I think this course is something that everybody should be doing, not just the people who struggled in high school, but even the people who are going to do well and go on to higher levels of education, they suck with money too when it comes down to it, right? 
Well, yeah, I mean, and it's it's all it's guys, it's all in the results, right? And uh, you know, ninety six percent of Americans retire broke, and um, and 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 I'll I'll ship a couple of books out to you guys. My business partners wrote a book called "How Money Works: Stop Being a Sucker," mm. and uh, it's got pictures and characters and colors. It's written in fifth grade English, and uh, and they wrote they wrote it pre pandemic, guys, in November of two thousand nineteen. And in the book, they said the number one economic problem in the United States is the fact that, or actually in the world, is the fact that people don't know how money works. And when I read that in November of 19, I was like, is that really the number one problem? And then boom, pandemic, right? And I'm like, they could not have been more spot on. Average small business owner had two weeks worth of savings, people waiting for a $1,200 stimulus check. And the gist is bro- bros, uh, 96% of Americans retire broke. So- why, do you, why do you think that is though? I mean, you know, you think generation after generation, they'd kind of figure it out. Like some families would say, look, don't make the same mistakes I did. And you should probably do this. Why is not that we haven't figured it out yet? Why is it that we're stuck in this loop? Well, I, I think there's I think there's financial literacy. Um, but but what I what I talk a lot on is um, I call it higher law and lower law. And, and the higher law is really our thinking and our own, you know, my own personal journey. We can maybe get into it later. But, you know. I was a CPA and a financial advisor, and in 2008, I found myself in a quarter of a billion, a quarter of a billion, quarter of a million dollars of unsecured debt, uh, leaking. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, and our whole book, Couples Money, was created because my wife and I were at a crossroads of getting divorced, declaring bankruptcy, or actually doing the work on not just the how tos, but actually my own belief systems that basically told me that being wealthy wasn't a good thing. And that that's that's the repetitive thing, brother, is I think our lives are controlled by three or four thoughts around success, money. And for most people, it's rich people are crooks. Money's not good. Uh, rich people are bad people. I mean, we can do a deeper dive into that. But we basically come into this world, we get programmed, and then society villainizes wealth. And so there's not a lack of information out there. But what I had to do is I had to do a whole remake on my belief systems that basically I had been carried around in poverty for generations and generations. So at the root of it all is belief systems. And if your belief systems aren't where they need to be, you're not going to go get the education necessary. And uh, anyway, we could do 10 shows on that topic. But uh, that's the work that you know I personally had to go through to have a financial transformation. Well, tell me about that belief system because you said you were a CPA, so it's not like you were ignorant to the ways of money. You understood how money flows. I mean, you could talk general ledgers, you could talk, you know, you could talk journal entries, you could talk, you know, income out, income and uh, expense. You could talk all that stuff. That's all money related, but your belief system was different. Like, what was going on there? Well, it's just so our, our so so it, when we when we show up in this world, you know, you have a you have a conscious mind, you have an unconscious mind, right? And the unconscious is about ninety five percent of our show, right? It runs everything, and so like you you probably drove to where you had to get to today. You didn't have to think about it, right? You just mm-hmm. kind of did it, right? Because unconsciously you're competent at that. So we show up that way. 
in our first four or five years, we don't have a conscious mind. We are open. And so whatever we're fed, we take it. And so whatever belief systems from our parents, family, clergy, friends. And so those first four years, you're 50% programmed. Friendly world, unfriendly world. Money's good, money's bad. And what I got was what my parents got, what their parents got, what their parents got was it's hard to make, it's hard to keep. We're not supposed to be successful. Basically, that's what we get, brother. And what happens is by the time you're 18, you are 95% hardwired programmed. And so here I was a CPA and a financial advisor. I knew how to teach people how money works. But beneath it, my unconscious, which I didn't even know, was basically saying being wealthy was a bad thing. Right. You, you see it, right? 90% of lottery winners, dead broker in jail inside of 10 years. Right. All these athletes sign these contracts right now. You got college kids with their name, image and likeness are going to get millions of dollars. But if their programming doesn't match up, um, they unconsciously Tyson did it. Holyfield did it. All this money came in, but their belief systems at the root was like. It's not good. So what do they do? They do stupid, unconscious things to get the money away from them as quick as possible. And I was doing it too, but finally I was in, you know, I just turned 50, but I was 37 and my wife's like, you want divorce number two? Mm. Figure this crap out. And so I became psychotic obsessed about studying this topic. I'm still a little obsessed about it. Um, And just basically I pulled out every belief. I'm making it sound simple. And if it didn't, Serve me. I threw it away and I planted a new belief that did serve me. And uh, and what we talk about is, you know, that work, what we've done and then the transformation. Um, so it's kind of like a golf club and a golf swing. So the financial education, the books, that's the golf club. But if your golf swing <laughs> is like mine, <laughs> you shank everything. It doesn't matter what golf club you put. Man, in, my, in my hand, it's not going to serve. My nickname well. for golf was Arbol because I'd hit every tree. It didn't matter if it was in a wide open football field with one tree, I was going to find it. It's worse. It's so much worse. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a golfer. Uh, let me tell you this. You know what you're describing there is funny because um, I heard this. I heard somebody speaking, and and I heard it in a YouTube channel. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about how. Like everything that you look at in the world right now is a is a last name, right? Wells Fargo, two last names, right? Gucci, last name. You know, all these different brands are all last names and how, you know, we as a, as a middle, lower class, we spend all our money, we go to work, we make this money, and then we go buy and invest into other people's last name, making their last names much more wealthier and much more, uh, you know, they're the Joneses. They're what we look up to. But then we come home and we show off all those last names and we're not spending any time in building our own brand, building our own name, you know, making something of ourselves. That is that spend, spend, spend mentality that you have. When you talked about the athletes or you talk about the lottery winners, all they've never known is to spend. They've never known how to generate, right? They were given money like, a, like an employee does for doing something really, really well. 
but they've never built a business. They've never, you know, grown that income at all. And so when they're given more, all we're doing is adding fuel to the fire. We're accelerating that personality trait, that money habit that they already have. How do you break that cycle? Like, how do you, how do you get them to switch that mindset? You know, I mean, you kind of, you know, made it a little simple, pull it aside, throw it out if it's not working for you. How do we make that shift? How do we even identify that we have a problem? A lot of people don't realize that until they're way in a hole. Yeah, I mean, and I think it, I think it, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the guy that's out of shape and has a heart attack, right? And, Mm -hmm. um, and it's the wake up call. Um, You know, for me, it was, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes is optimism and delusion sleep in the same bed together, right? And, um, and I was an optimistic entrepreneur, but I was delusional about my results. And so it, it, it kind of takes the, you know, and it's kind of why I do what I do. It's why I do a lot of speaking podcasts and all that stuff is I, I just encourage everyone. Um, your world is whatever's going on in here is the results you're creating in your life. And most people don't make that connection. And if you like the results, keep it going. Um, but if you don't, if you don't like the debt, if you don't like the lack of savings, if you, if you don't like for me, I was sick of financial stress. If you don't like the stress, um, it, it, there has to be a pain point, I think, that comes along. My my mission is to go positively impact 10 million plus people so that you know we can at least inspire them to take an action so they, they can level up their results. They can actually become financially free. Um, for me, it was pain. And it was my wife going... Um, Divorce number two, my kids were small. They lived, I, I'm in Denver, Colorado. They're in Atlanta, Georgia. I couldn't see them. And it, it wasn't until I said, you know what? Wherever I've had a money problem in my life, I've always been there. And mm-hmm. I'm the common denominator of all my problems. And so for me, it was a line in the sand moment. And my goal is to make people aware of that. Let's not get to that point, right? You don't have to be sick to get better. And so, you know, we're emotional creatures and money's emotional. We often look at it logically, but, um, you know, that's what we're here to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to ship a book off to whoever wants one to start the conversation with them. Um, but I, I think it has to a pain point has to come for most people to uh to shift their behavior so i don't know if i answered your question or not but it's no absolutely pain is oftentimes one of the greater motivators i mean we can have nice fancy goals that look good but isn't it isn't until your back's against the wall until you actually have to make a choice you know burn the bridges and and or you know burn the ships and keep moving forward that's usually when that change does happen um you know in in you know the title for today's show is how to create a scalable business scaling is one of those things where I think a lot of people struggle with. They're able to pay the bills. They're able to go, you know, month to month and make it like you were talking about when the pandemic hit, we had businesses that only had two weeks of savings. So you're able to get by. What is that step that's necessary for them to scale? What is it about managing cash flow, managing their budgets, managing their, their profit and loss statements that allows them to move to that next level to scale up their business? Well, I mean, you know, so so I have a couple hundred advisors kind of spread out across the United States. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to come back to this. You know, I, I think once again, I think, every, I think everything is mindset. 
I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, how to's are important. Um, there's a great book out there written by a guy named Brian Clemmer called if how to's were enough, we'd all be rich, skinny and happy. <laughs> and um, and how to's are never enough. But that's where we want to always go. And so really um, to, to scale, it's important to be really clear on what what it is that you want. <laughs> right. And what, what are you, what are you, what are you building and what does it look like? And, you know, are you seeing it, touching it, imaging, visualizing it every single day? Right. Because what you got to do is you got to transfer this image somewhere to your subconscious mind to get you to move. And so people don't do the things necessary because I often think brother, that they're just confused. They don't really know what they want. Right. And, um, and I've had just incredible mentoring in my life. And every time I get on the on the uh, Zoom or a phone call with them, they always ask, what are you aiming for? And I'm always able to answer that within split seconds. And it's not because I'm smart or brilliant. It's just I paid the price for many years of not having the clarity of what I wanted to build. And mm-hmm. so if you're an entrepreneur here, you need to scale. But why do you need to scale? Right. What are you aiming for? What's your objective? What are you looking to? What is it? Is it financial independence? Is it, you know, I want to positively impact 10 million plus people. Um, is, is, it, is it a size of the business? I mean, I'm a big Andy Frisella fan, right? Like he's he's specifically massively clear what's experience, what's going on in his life. He saw 10 years ago when he was broke as a joke. And so um, fighting for clarity and simplicity is super important. And if, and then, so, so the other thing is, and I've had mentors tell me this, the most difficult thing you'll do in your life is bust out of your comfort zones. Hmm. And so it's tough to scale if you don't know why you're scaling, right? Cause there's, there's pain for the caterpillar to go to the butterfly, right? Mm-hmm. There's pain there. There's resistance, but the caterpillar knows why it wants to become a butterfly inherently in their DNA. So they know that going through that pain and resistance to pop out on the other side and be able to fly like a butterfly is worth it because they're done with being a caterpillar. Hmm. And so for me, as I've had to reinvent myself, I got to do it again um, because it's real easy to seek comfort. And one of my favorite quotes is a life spent seeking comfort results in an entirely uncomfortable existence. Right. Um, I have my top 10 reasons why I want to go to the next level. And I must look at that every single day. And I I must image and visualize that. And so when somebody's like, what's the top 10 reasons you want to double your business, Chris? I can go boom, 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 boom. And almost all of it right now is tied back to impact. But for some entrepreneurs, it might be just proving that you can do it. You got to have emotional drivers and compelling emotional reasons. That's the juice. Most people don't have it. Yeah, I agree with you. Having the mindset is absolutely important. Um, Today, for example, excuse me, today, for example, um, in class, we're talking about things like employee benefits, like, you know, health insurance, stock options, those sorts of things. But in my in my class, I don't like to give them just that one point of view because if I just follow the book, it's going to teach them to be an employee. So I played a Grant Cardone video where he talks about uh, creating some passive income and he's talking about having a target. 
And he and he starts off with most people have this target of a million dollars and he breaks down how a million dollars isn't much over your life. You're not going to be able to really live the lifestyle that you're looking for. He's like, my target is 10 million and that should be where I'm starting at. And then he breaks down and goes into what, what his, his theory is and, and all that stuff. And as, and as I finished that video in class, I looked to him, I'm like, look, here's the truth. You can go out. I mean, they're 17, right? You can go out and find a job for 12 bucks an hour. And that's fine. You're going to have money to do what you need to do today. But then you're going to be stuck in this life where you hate Mondays. You love Fridays. You can't, you have too much month at the end of your money. You're struggling. And it's really because you're going for the wrong target. And that's the clarity that I feel like that you're talking about here is understanding what the hell do you want out of life? Like, what's this lifestyle that you want to lead? It's a, it is about happiness, right? It, I 100% believe that having that mindset of what you want is really a happiness clarity, knowing what makes you happy in life. And it might be a nine to five job, but it's the job that makes the most impact for you. Or it might be that entrepreneurship where you can actually build a company that makes a bigger impact. Maybe it's not that $10 million that you need or that you're looking for, but what is it, right? What is it? When you sit down with your clients as a financial advisor, you know, oftentimes, well, I'm going to ask you, so how often are you sitting there talking about wants and needs before you get into any strategy? Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's everything, right? I mean, and once again, I mean, it's our, our study in our book, my wife spent, you know, two years flying around interviewing world-class couples that started from scratch and, you know, they were world-class, not just financially, spiritually, the relationships, their health, like they were the full package of wealth. That's who we were looking for. And, and she interviewed them and, and, you know, and what they taught us was, you know, people that struggle, the middle-class mindset that's addicted to being comfortable. And we know comfort will never lead you to what you want. I I call it looking for love in all the wrong places. You're never going to find it. And pe- people look look for it and they're not going to find it. I've been there. I know what that looks like. And the and the only way you're going to try and f- tr- find true fulfillment is you got you to experience growth and service to others. End of story. Mm-hmm. Growth and service to others. You will never find f- fulfillment in stuff. And everyone's got it jacked up. Um, but what they taught us was middle class thinks that that goal setting thing is a logical left brain process. The world class thinkers know that it's an emotional process. And so it's, it's right. The 96% don't know what they want their life to look like. The 4% fight for clarity, look at it every day. I spend an hour a day seeing it on paper, reading my business plan with emotion and feeling out loud to influence my subconscious mind, visualizing, seeing, I mean, we could spend a show on what was once in my mind became a picture. (laughs) I could go through all the pictures of just crazy, amazing things that have I've been blessed, hand of God, um, unbelievable. But it like I would see it in my mind and then didn't always happen overnight. It wasn't instantaneous manifestation, but it did happen. And what you image and what you tell yourself is what your life is going to turn out to be. So going back to your question, that's where I got to go. I got to pull them up at, I call it the 60,000 foot level. Um, I'm on Twitter at CL Felton. And uh, I made a Twitter post on that today that you got to spend the first part of your day going to that 60,000 foot level. Or as my mentor used to say, I'm like, what do you do? How are you a billionaire? 
He said, I fly my plane to Fantasy Island every morning. And then he turned and walked off. I'm like, what the hell's that? Right. I was looking for the how to's, but he's a dreamer. He goes and sees it and then he executes at the three foot level. Right. And you got to have execution. So anyway, to answer your question, I got to get them dreaming again, dude. Like it's unbelievable at what point it happened to me until I started my own entrepreneurial business. There comes a point in our life where the dream machine dies. Mm hmm. And I got to get these guys dreaming again because they are trapped in their consequences, their limiting beliefs, their crap, their past, their guilt, their fear, all that. So one of my jobs and some people don't want to go there. They just want me to go through the process and, you know, but but it's cool when you get across somebody and you start getting them to think bigger and dream bigger. And my my job is to transfer enthusiasm and inspiration. But one of my jobs, and that's why my Instagram handle is CFE to E, I want to turn people from employees to entrepreneurs. Hmm. That's my big mission because they will never get there being an employee. It is impossible to become financially independent in the United States being an employee. So you, I challenge people, you better get a side gig, side hustle, something. You, It's, it's not even optional anymore. And that's what you got to tell those 17-year-olds. They have no freaking prayer because inflation is going to rage at 8 to 10%. Real wage growth is going to be 2 to 3%. They're going to be losing the money game 7 8% per year. They won't ever be able to keep That's a whole other show. The inflation wave, they'll never catch up. Your only shot is you must become an entrepreneur. You got to have a side hustle. Yeah, you know, I, I I love that. That's something that I talk about all the time. And the the thing is, you know, the side hustle takes some time to build. It is not an overnight thing. But if you get started now, five years down the road, you're going to be thankful you did. I mean, when you get started, it might only be fifty bucks, a hundred bucks a month that you're doing because it is your side hustle. You know, yesterday James and I had a had a conversation about why we hate Mondays and, and love Fridays. If what your mind is telling you if you hate Mondays and you love Fridays. And the truth of the matter is you hate what you're doing. If you if you hate Mondays and love Fridays, you are dragging ass five days of the week not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, financial advice always says take 10% of your income, put it away to some sort of investment portfolio, right? Something like that. Why are we not taking 10% of our day? Why are we not taking two hours and 15 minutes every single day to work on ourselves, to educate yourself, maybe to get your body right, maybe to get your relationship intact? I don't know what it is that's going to make you happy, but why are you not taking 10% of your day and claiming it for yourself? I yeah. mean, that's where you can get that clarity that you're talking about. That's where you can get that side hustle started that you're talking about, getting good health or whatever it is that you need to do. What do you think? 10% of your day. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, I started my business. Oh my Lord. seems like forever ago, 1999. I was working 70 hours a week. I was a CPA. I couldn't see straight. We didn't have zoom. We didn't have, we didn't have phones, text messaging. I mean, we didn't have, in, we didn't have any of the technology. I could page you. Yeah. Page you. Yeah. <laughs> my, you know, my cell phone was like this big, right? Hey, <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? You, hey, Hey bros. Can, yeah. So can hear me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, I had somebody turn to me and they said, you'll never know how good you can be until money's behind you. Mm. I was like, I get goosebumps every, I probably said that 5,000 times. I get goosebumps every time. You'll never know how good you can be. 
And and then I read an article from the USA Today. They interviewed uh, this a long time ago. They interviewed 10,000 people over the age of 80. And they said, if you had to do it differently, what would you have done different? Heartbreaking. I would have started that business. Mm. I would have not played it so safe. I would have got outside my comfort zone. I mean, dude, all of them, all 10,000 of them, regrets. Mm. Massive regrets. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm starting my business. I'm scared. I'm fearful, right? All that stuff. I'm an introverted CPA, you know, whatever. But I read that and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to turn 80 and look back with regrets. And so, you know, and I couldn't see straight, but I had about a 30 minute block at noon that I blocked on my calendar, my paper calendar, where I would sneak into an office and I would make contacts and reach out to people and at least make them aware of what I was doing. And I built my business in the nooks and crannies of my life for the first year. But it got done. Hell yeah, it did. And now we've helped, I don't have any thousands and thousands and, th- and we're going to end up impacting millions and millions of people. But for some reason, I always call this the hand of God. I didn't understand personal growth development. I didn't understand mindset. Um, I just knew I wanted to have a better life and I didn't want to have regrets. And I was going to bet on myself. And if I didn't bet on myself and give it a shot, I knew I would always regret it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just knew that like, you know what? There's this compounding effect. And so the, the, the world-class thinkers know that there's a small, the compounding of small things over a period of time, right? The guy that dies of a heart attack at 65, it's not the last cheeseburger he ate, right? right. It's, it's the compounding of bad choices that led to the health problem. So I just got in my mind that if I could just plant some seeds every single day for 30 minutes at a time, um, you know, so it wasn't even, it wasn't even, you know, 10%, but I, I, I just look at my schedule. And I'm like, I'm going to do what I can do. And uh, holy cow, still blesses me today. So but, plant some seeds. But you were moving forward, right? That's the key here is that you're constantly moving forward. Even a baby step adds up over time. They're still moving in a forward direction. You know, what I tell people all the time is it's not that you're incapable. It's that you're unwilling and there's a big difference between unwilling and incapable. Unwilling is a good thing because you can change that. You can always hit the reset button at any time in your life to keep going forward. Just doop, start over and right now is a new a new second. The other one's gone anyways. You're never going to get it back. It's gone forever. So change the one going forward. The, the only moment you have in your life right now is this moment right here. And you can make the change. Don't wait till Monday or the first of the month or first of the year. You can make the change right now. Before we head out, Chris... Uh, let people know if they want to work with you, reach out to you, get a copy of the books. How can they do that? Yeah. So, um, so howmoneyworks.com forward slash Chris Felton. You guys, my website, you guys can go out there and, um, I think you scroll down and, and hit a, hit a button and I get an email. And, uh, if you want a book, um, just let me know. It was the number one selling financial book of all of 2020 that my partners wrote. Uh, and they've done 150 media appearances on that book alone um, couplesmoney.com, pretty cool place to go as well. Um, so 60% of divorces are tied back to financial stress. Um, so, so we got there. Um, I'm getting more active on Twitter. I just started a couple of weeks ago. So at seal Felton at Twitter and then the Instagram at CF underscore ETE. 
and uh, I'm getting uh, getting some things rocking and rolling there. So, um, and I'm always available for uh, talks like these. Um, we do uh, financial education for companies. I do mindset training for companies. Um, lots of different cool things that that uh, that we can do, and I'm here to here to help and serve and positively impact 10 million plus people. Sweet, 10 million plus, ladies and gents. Look. It's like anything else. You know, the other day I was in my garage listening to an audiobook called $100 Million Offers. And I've been having this kind of doubt in my mind, right? This imposter syndrome set in as we're launching our agency officially. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I'm wondering, you know, why would people want to work with me? And then I realize as I'm in my garage listening to this book, oh, that's why. Because I spent hours and hours and hours listening to and educating myself in this space because I spent so much time creating digital content. Oh, yeah, I'm not an imposter. I'm actually doing what needs to get done. So head over to Chris's websites, howmoneyworks.com slash Chris Fenton. Go to couplesmoney.com. Pick up these books. Learn. Start to educate yourself. Remember, you're not incapable. You're just unwilling. Switch the light on and start being willing to learn. Two in two hours and fifteen minutes a day. That's ten percent of your day. Use it for yourself. Change your life. Nobody else is gonna do it for you. You gotta do it yourself. Chris, before we head out, man, I got two questions for you because we're big on testimonials here. What was your experience like like on the Business Bros podcast? Question number one. Question number two, who should be listening to the show? Well, I I've done I don't know how many podcasts I've done. Uh, this has been my favorite. So uh, anyway, you guys, uh, you guys are on it. I love your energy. Um, you're purpose driven. Uh, it's obvious that you're doing this to add tremendous value and make a big difference uh, on the planet. And that aligns with what I'm all about. So uh, on a scale of one to 10, you guys are an 11. So uh, congrats. I haven't given too many 11s. Um, who needs to listen? Um Anybody wants to have a better life, man. And, uh, and are you interested or committed? So <laughs> if you're interested, don't tune in, right? Cause interested people will go back to their story, their past. They'll fall on their excuses. This podcast won't serve you because you're interested, but if you're committed like me and like you guys, this is the podcast that you guys uh, listen to. So thanks Chris. And you know, we got to run some ACDC here towards the end, ladies and gents. So that is what we call a money talk. All right, ladies and gents. Comes down to, are you willing? Because you're damn sure capable. It's time to go out there and change your life. 10% of your day is yours. Own it. Make it your own. Make sure you guys stop by Chris's websites again, howmoneyworks.com slash Chris Felton or couplesmoney.com. And if you have any need to grow your business, scale, you know, grab some more customers here and there. Make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz and check out what we got to offer to help you grow your business. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.